Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is September 11th, 2022. Hopefully you're having a good one. Let's see. I guess we should just get out of the way. Um, hopefully you didn't forget. Never forget, of course. It was 9-11, you know, the day. Uh, I, I, I know. I shouldn't be an asshole. Obviously, it is a really, um, you know, hard time for the families involved. It definitely sucks. I think the best thing to kind of take away is to always remember that, like, life is a really precious thing, and um, it can just be taken away from you any given moment, and you should really enjoy it, really celebrate it, and do the most that you can to be happy, and uh, hopefully make the people around you happy, so that's that's, that's what I'm going to say to that, and hopefully try to be as positive as I can and, and not be as much of an asshole. Let's see. Thank you, computer, for giving me a stupid notification. I'm just trying to do a podcast over here. Uh, let's see. Let's see. We can talk about me <laughs> some more. Yeah, why not? Huh? My name is on the podcast. Uh, food Corner. I got a good Food Corner for you. I uh, went out and got some foods. Yas, yas. Um, I went to Crumble Cookie for the first time. I got And we got to talk about it. We got to get into it. I don't know. Um... <laughs> Overall, really good cookies. I want to preface that, start there. Um, I will say, though, I don't necessarily love the rollout of uh, their cookies. And what I mean by that is, I guess they have cookies of the week, right? I guess they have, like, certain basics, like your chocolate chip. I think they have uh, maybe, like, a pink one or something like that. It's, like, got frost. Ooh. 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 Man, those beer bursts coming early. Sorry about that. Um, they got like a, like a pink iced sugar cookie thing, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but for me, I, I got the um, iced oatmeal cookie and a chocolate chip cookie. I kept it really basic. But uh, they had a signature cookie that was like French toast or whatever. And it looked really good. It looked like really nice. But because of their rollout, like they only have this cookie... For so long, I guess, what is it, Saturday, they roll out, like, that. Like the cookie's done after that. They're, like, big signature cookies of the week or whatever. They're gone, and then they're going to get another cookie. So when I went there, it was just so chaotic. Like, it was just a lot of people. Now, I will say, for as many people as there were in the small little room, you know, where you're ordering, and then there's a little pickup area... They were pretty fast. It was overall, like, really good, uh, you know, service in that regard. So, yeah, shout out to them for that. And the cookies were great. I just, uh, I didn't really feel like it was worth it. Like, just the whole hassle. And then also, it's expensive. Like, for four cookies, it was 15 bucks. I mean, granted, these cookies are, like, I don't know, like, the surface area of about, I don't know, maybe, like, a baseball in terms of, like, uh, you know, round around. So, I mean, they're pretty big-sized cookies. Also, they had a wild-ass cookie there, too. So, I guess, yeah, there's there's definitely more than one cookie of the week. There's, like, a couple that roll in and roll out. But they had that cookie and then an everything seasoned bagel cookie. And, look, I normally like to go in and I if I see something that kind of catches my fancy, like, oh, that's wild. That's crazy. Like, you know, I'm sure you guys are not surprised. You're like, oh, yeah, I bet Isaiah would like that cookie or like that thing. But I've kind of understood 
that if I'm going to a new place that I haven't been before, I kind of like to stick to like a staple thing that they make. Like, what is your most like just your 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 steak and potatoes kind of thing? Like, I just don't want something too crazy because I don't want to like get a bad first impression of this new place because I got their highest falutin thing. So I try to just get something nice. Something core. There you go. Core is, a, I think, a good one. Core food of a said restaurant, said place. But, um, yeah, overall, I mean, good cookie. I, um, it was weird. Like, I found myself not able to, like, really eat a whole one. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean, like, it was just such a filling cookie. And it's crazy how, like, there's something about it to me that felt like it wasn't quite a normal cookie. Like, it was dense, right? But it had like almost like a cake-like vibe. But it wasn't cake, you know. It was it was just a cookie. But I don't know. I could see how this could be the kind of cookie place that has people hot and cold on it. So very interesting. And then also, I went to Smashburger and got a double bacon cheeseburger thing. And I got the fries, which I was glad they don't have shoestring fries anymore because I hate shoestring fries. Not a fan. And then I also got the haystack onions, which is essentially just like onions kind of just fried real quick. They're kind of like stringy, which of course I don't like because I don't like thin little things. Literally, my fat ass is so hungry. I was like, just kind of like, they give you a little fork, but I was like, fuck it, I'm just using my hands. And I literally like nip my own finger because I'm so fucking fat and so like, rah, hungry. So that was my food corner. That was my food for um, this weekend. I'm going to cook something tonight, but nothing too wild. But yeah, 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 yeah. So that was good. <laughs> um, we can get into some news. Let's see. I want to start, I feel like, with what I would say are kind of like the uh, heavier news stories. Um, that I didn't cover, obviously, um, yeah, last episode. I got this from Yahoo News and the Associated Press. Police arrest Memphis man in live stream shootings. Four dead. So let's see. Um, Ezekiel Kelly, uh, 19 years old. He was already charged, I believe, with another attempted murder. But, you know, he was, I guess, let out because of his age. I think he was, let's see, he's 19 now. But I think he was like 17 during, like, when that happened for the previous attempted murder. But I guess essentially he was live streaming, you know, him just out and about and he had a gun and he was just shooting. Um, I know that, let's see, four people were dead. Yeah, so four people were killed and then three others were wounded in, oh wait, no, I'm sorry, that's a, I'm combining parts of the article, my bad. But, um... Apparently, just Memphis in general has had a lot of violent activity, and so this has just kind of been something that's just, like, kind of took the cake. Um, let's see. No, four people were killed, and then um, three people were wounded. And it doesn't seem like there was, like, a motivation on any of the killings. It seemed like they were random. Like, he was just doing it. Um, let's see. You know what else I want to glean from this here? I mean, overall, it's it's definitely, like, a sad story. Um, it's a shame, too, that... I, I, I don't necessarily want to say, like, oh, well, this is becoming normalized. The sense of, like, people doing live streams of murders. 
you know, obviously what I think this is the second big time that it's happened. But um, it's just definitely a sad trend, I would say, that people are, you know, thinking like, okay, well, this is the new envelope. Like, if I'm going to be a killer, I'm going to be a killer who, like, streams it. Like, it's social content, which which is sad because, like, I love live streaming. I love, like, it's something I literally watch every day. I love live streams. I love the idea of just being able to spend my day watching people do stuff that's cool and fun. And, um... It's a shame that people are taking that and warping it to darker places. Because that's not what it's about. It's not what it's for. Uh, let's see here. Um, Records show he pleaded guilty to aggravated assault and was sentenced in April 2021 to three years. Uh, Kelly was released from prison in March 11, in March 11, month, 11 months after he was sentenced. Um... Let's see, blah, 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 a little bit more here, a little more here. I don't know. I really don't have too much, I guess, to add here, but um, obviously, you know, wanted to kind of cover it because it was definitely big news of the week. Um, Once again, you know, really sad to just hear people losing their lives, you know, and, and especially just the randomness of it all. Like, there's no reason, there's no rhyme about it, and, you know, it's definitely a fucking shame. In some other news, also I got from Yahoo News and also Reuters. I guess they were the main contributor, the, the actually where the article's from. Uh, Bed Bath & Beyond CFO plunges to death at New York's Jenga Tower. Now, this was something I had initially kind of heard, at least in terms of how bad the situation was for um, Bed Bath & Beyond. I actually was listening to the journal, I want to say last week. Yeah, because this happened on uh, last Sunday, and I was listening to the journal earlier that week, and they were talking about what a bad position that um, Bed Bath & Beyond's kind of gotten themselves into. Initially, you know, I don't know if you remember kind of the early 2000, early aughts shit, but if you were in a mall, that mall had like definitely two things that I can definitely tell you almost every mall had. Um, Definitely had a Starbucks. That was like a main thing, of course. And then um, a Bed Bath & Beyond, which I always thought was kind of weird that a lot of, like, malls had that. Like, to me, Victoria's Secret made sense. Obviously, the big department stores made sense. You know, I'm a, I'm a hot topic head. But I'm like, wait, what is it about these Bed Bath & Beyonds that's so fucking cool, huh? But, um, you know, back then, they were really making a wave. They were, I guess, selling things that were... Um, what people wanted, but then at the same time, when I went in there, I'm like, it's just a bunch of lotions and stuff, and, like, you gotta have a coupon, and you ain't shit if you ain't got one, um, I don't know, it just didn't seem that cool or that worth it, granted, was it, this was me as a teenager, then going into my, you know, you know, my 20s, I just didn't see much of a purpose of this whole little establishment, but I guess more people kind of followed suit, because, you know, Bed Bath Beyond's definitely kind of taken a dive. Things have kind of changed in the company, and they've been looking for ways to kind of shake it up. And I believe in yeah, 2020, 2020, um, what is it? They hired uh, Gustavo Arnal, who was who was forty two. He was hired um, as their CFO, and he had um, done products for Avon in London, and then also had a twenty year stint with Procter and Gamble. 
So he kind of came in with some like fresher ideas and ways to kind of bring the company back and kind of revitalize it a bit. But it doesn't really seem like those things were kind of going well. And I believe, yeah, so last week, Bed Bath & Beyond said it would close 150 stores, cut jobs, and overall his merchandising strategy in an attempt to turn around its money-losing business. So that's that's not what you want to hear as a business. That's really bad, especially after you've gone through the trouble of trying to, like, remix, remake your company. And apparently Arnold has also had some other stuff going on. Um, I believe he is listed as one of the defendants in a class action lawsuit um, from a group of shareholders who say they lost around $1.2 billion. But I guess this led to him... I mean, and that's the thing too. I don't, I don't know. It, it might be more motivations and things of that nature. But um, he uh, leapt to his death um, off of New York's Tribeca skyscraper called the Jenga Tower. So, you know, that's definitely sad news. And and not just and not just for the fact that someone you know committed suicide. There's also the idea of like. You know, you have to think about that. That's not something you've lived through. But, like, suicide is is a crazy thing. It's something that when you see... And sorry, I should have probably had a trigger warning for this shit, but um, I didn't. Um, it's, it is very dramatic. It's a lot. Seeing a body, you know, hearing that, experiencing that, being in that vicinity, like, that's scary. That's intense. It's something that's going to stick with you for a long time. So it's definitely sad that that happened. Um, obviously though, you know, someone who does scams and things of that nature against people, that's never good. It's never worth it to get to the top if you've got to eat little people along the way. Never, never, ever. But, um, you know, that being said, suicide is, you know, not a painless thing. It's definitely fucking not. So like I said, I wanted to get the, um, the heavier guts uh, stuff out of the way and then we can kind of talk about some lighter issues for the rest of the pod. (laughs) How about that? But yeah, there's some more numbers, more stuff here. If you're a Bed Bath & Beyond head, I am really not. Like I said, I was definitely more of a Hot Topic kid. And um, and, and I, I'm Forever 21. Actually, I don't know if I've talked about this too much, but Forever 21 was like my main mall um, like job. Like that was my thing. Um, I was actually on Facebook getting very nostalgic with some old coworkers. Because um, man... I would, I would love, like, I'm not a reunion guy. Like, I, I don't like, like, the idea of, like, a high school reunion. I skip those. No, thank you. But I would definitely like to see some of my old coworkers. I don't know. I don't know if you've, if you've ever had that vibe. But, um, I don't know. That's me this week. <laughs> but let's see. I'm going to actually, a little, little, little break early here. And then we're going to get into some, um, some more Trump, some more Trump shit, actually. Yeah. All right, Arun, macaroons. Let's see. Yahoo News. Uh, also, USA Today. Actually, I'm. Uh, this is tangent. I know behind the scenes curtain shit. I'm glad I didn't pull this directly from USA Today because then I would have gotten way more ads and this would have potentially crashed my whole goddamn shitty laptop. But anyway, <laughs> um, Trump, DOJ, proposed four 
special master candidates to review document seized at Mar-a-Lago. So it looks like I've opened a Pandora's box here. I, I mean, it was almost inevitable. There was no way I was not going to cover an FBI raid on Donald Trump. There's just no way. I couldn't walk away from it. It's too good. It's too juicy. Booty too big. But, um, you know, now, like I said, I got I to gotta stick to the creed here and try to do my best to keep everyone updated. I have to keep myself updated because, you know, I want to see how this is going to play out. But, man, we're, we're definitely already at the slog phase. Uh, essentially, what Trump is, you know, trying to get done his team here and what has more or less already happened is a judge has ruled in his favor that, look, the Department of Justice shouldn't be the only ones with these documents, the ones holding on to them, looking over them. Like, that's not the way that this should be. Instead, they should be granted to a special master, which is something that's very um, uncommon. Like, this isn't normal. (laughs) But essentially, the way it works is a special master is someone who is going to uh, be able to look over all the documents and, like, have a say on it. Like, well, this is okay to be investigated. I don't know. Like, I, this is all kind of still over my head despite, you know, what I've read on it so far. But essentially, the um, Department of Justice is like, well, okay, we're definitely appealing this because there are sensitive, confidential, you know, information here and a special master would um be able to look at that any given we need to have special stipulations and things of that nature and we just don't even want to have to deal with all this like we have an investigation going on and this is classified government shit like no 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 no. so they're gonna try to appeal it also a special master is like an arbiter a mediator between the two sides so like they're holding it as like it's like they're like the safe neutral ground and, like, therefore, there's no tampering, there's no extra shit, there's something untoward. But then, obviously, the problem from the government's aim is they're like, look, we need these documents. There's things that we need to cross-reference and all these kind of things, and we need to look over it. And even potentially, like, there might be evidence on the documents. Like, we need to check this for, like, fingerprints to see who's touched it. Or maybe who hasn't touched it. We don't know. Like, so there's this all these kind of things that are going in and out, but essentially... It's kind of boiled down to, well, as it stands, you know, we have to appoint a special master who's it going to be. And the government has put up two nominees as well as um, Trump's side, who's put up two nominees. Uh, From the government side, it is Barbara Jones, a former federal judge in Manhattan who served in a similar special master's role um, in federal investigations for... Um, Rudy Giuliani and Michael Cohen, and then also Thomas Griffin, or Thomas Griffith, a retired federal appeals court judge for the District of Columbia Circuit. Now, Trump has proposed, or Trump's lawyers, I'd say, anytime I'm saying Trump here, just know it's not necessarily from Trump's mouth, but it's like Trump team. Um, let's see, there was Raymond Day, Raymond J. Deary, the former chief federal judge in Brooklyn, uh, New York, who served on a secret foreign intelligence surveillance circuit, and Paul Huck Jr., a former deputy attorney general in Florida. So, 
those are the four. Now, both sides are pretty much like, nah, mm, we don't like that. Fuck that. Uh, no, no thanks. So, I mean, it's definitely going to take some time to kind of get to the bottom of it. Um, the government wants this wrapped up by the 17th. Trump team is saying it could take as long as like 90 days to get this all kind of worked out. And that's just this part. So, I mean, that's the thing here. At the very least, Trump is already winning here because he's making this go longer. Like, he's gumming up the works. And, like, that is really the Trump legal strategy here is to just be so wiggly that you just exhaust all reason. And then you're really hoping that, hell, everything is dragged out long enough that you become president again. And then guess what? You can't fucking touch me on this bullshit. And we'll talk about it later. So, I mean, we'll definitely see here if there's anything to it. Um, obviously, you know, the appeal's got to go through and all that kind of shit. I don't really necessarily feel, though, like this is super big news. But like I said, I've opened the box. I feel like, hey, we definitely need to talk about the big stuff that has to pertain to this, you know, this information, you know, this 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 Mar-a-Lago fiasco. So, you know, I'll try to do my best with it, guys. You know, bear with me, of course. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, keeping it Team Trump, though. Got this from ABC News. Former Trump advisor Steve Bannon pleads not guilty to defrauding border wall donors. So, our main man, Mr. Bannon, is back at it again. Back in the headlines. Can't stay away. Um, this time it's not about, you know, January 6th shit. Um, it's another thing, and essentially something that maybe some people thought was already kind of cut and dry old news, something he was actually pardoned for, but essentially he had come up with a, we build the wall, um, I'm gonna call it a scheme, I know that's alleged for sure, but, um, I mean, essentially the, the play was here, the grift, if you will, um, he is talking to, you know, Trump constituents, you know, fellow Republicans, if you will. And he's telling him, like, like, look, guys, like, we need to build this wall. And if we build this wall, we're going to keep out, you know, the illegals. We're going to keep out the legal immigrants. And, you know, this was a big, big fucking deal. And I, I mean, I guess it still is. We're still talking about it in goddamn 2022. Um... Which is crazy because, um, you know, if you actually look at it, Biden is not doing a fucking bad job here at quote unquote keeping out illegal immigrants. Obviously, you're going to have an influx of them. Like there's more migrants and stuff and it's still an issue, obviously, where, you know, Greg Abbott's putting them on buses or whatever. But it's not that Donald or it's not that Joe Biden isn't trying. He's definitely trying his damnedest. It's just not with a, it's not with a fucking wall, which people have clearly shown that they can go above, over, and around, or what, or fucking through. Even it doesn't matter. It's a wall, guys. Like a wall on this day and age. Just be real. Be practical, please. Please be practical. <laughs> but they weren't, and they believe Steve Bannon and the gang when they said, "Hey, we're going to um, invest in this project ourselves and um, fund the wall, and we're going to build it." And, um, yeah, we're gonna keep them out. <laughs> Fucking no, it's so silly. But, um, more or less, this was just a grift. Um, these people, all the people involved were supposed to, obviously, f- use this money to fund a wall. Instead, they just made their, their pockets fatter. Um, let's see here. I think there are some numbers here. 
And, and, and that's the thing, too, where it's like, well, didn't you say Isaiah he was pardoned for this? Trump, like, wrote a pardon specifically for this issue? Well, he did. And that's valid. It's federally like, yeah, you can't get him for this. But New York, um, the state, uh, the Manhattan, Manhattan District Attorney's Office uh, essentially just hit him with a charge and said, look, we can charge you by the state on this bullshit, and we're going to. And we're saying you defarted, defarted, (laughs) defrauded 430 Manhattan-based donors out of $33,600 across New York State. And um, that's enough. That's all we need. Like, essentially, that's enough to get his ass put into court and potentially, you know, under the coals here. So, I mean, there are other people who are involved in this scheme, too. Um, let's see, there's the campaign president who is Brian Coughlage. Um, he received a salary of $250,000 that was secretly funneled to him by Bannon. Uh, let's see. And I think there's another guy too. Andrew Baldolato? Yes, there we go. Um... Let's see, he also, but he pleaded guilty in April in connection to um, the um, We Build a Wall thing. So, I mean, it's potential that, um, oh, and there's a fourth defendant, my bad, I forgot about this guy, Timothy Sia, Sia, Um, and he stood trial in a case that ended in a mistrial. But um, it's potentially that all this kind of shit is going to be used against Bannon, and that would not be good. Now, you know, he came in, you know, on his own, I believe on his own accord and um, was arrested or whatever. And I don't I think he's out on bail now and he's planning on fighting it. So, you know, we'll definitely see how it goes. But um, I mean, hell yeah, I like I like the way New York is really treating Team Trump. Honestly, I'm sure, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, they're just doing the Democratic agenda. But it's like, no, like, excuse me. If you looked at Trump's career up until before he became the president, everyone knew who the fuck Trump was. It was just a joke. It was a joke to every fucking body. Until he actually made serious the whole joke of like, oh, I think I could actually become a president. We all knew him as what he was. Like, were you going to go to Trump University? Was that who you were going to send your fucking kids to? Like, no, dude. Like, this is a fucking hustle. It's a grift. And these all the people who associate with this man are grifters. Like, Easy peasy lemon fucking squeezy. But I like that, um, you know, Letizia James, you know, just the attorneys coming out of them, you know, out of Manhattan. They ain't playing no games. They're like, look, dude, we know you're a fucking criminal. You've been in our goddamn city, our goddamn state for a long ass time. And we're coming for you on this shit. We ain't fucking forget. <laughs> so I like that. I like the energy. Keep it up, I say. I would like to see how these things uh, all shake out for Bannon, for Trump, all of the above. Um, but last but not least, um, we're actually going to go up and smoke. So um, we're keeping it ABC News here. Uh, Jewel agrees to pay $438.5 million um, in a settlement over marketing to teens. So hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me hit it. Let me... Not my jewel, per se. Obviously, you hear, you hear the, <laughs> that's no button press, baby. <laughs> well, I guess 
technically I do press a button, but there's other processes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Gotta finish strong, baby. Okay, so we're talking about Jewel. And um, let's see. Half a billion dollars. Man, near, well, nearly half a billion. Um, and it's between 34 states. And it's over the way that they marketed their vaping products. And I don't know if you remember earlier Jewel commercials and stuff. Uh, they kind of were in and ear out the ear for me. I was not much of a smoker as a young adult. I mean, I started maybe like around 18. I had a phase where I smoked some ciggies, ciggy butt brain, if you will. And um, it, it was one of those things I didn't get much of an appeal out of. Like, I was like, okay, I'm smoking. Definitely, though, I will say working retail. And I think if you're working any kind of like food job, retail job, smoke breaks are big. They're a big time. And like, there are literally jobs that won't give you a break unless you say you smoke a cigarette, which is ridiculous. But like, hey, it happens. Um, but for me, smoke ciggies never really got into the e cart thing, like the e vaping thing. No, it wasn't just it wasn't for me. I never really needed the extra weird flavors. I, I mean, I didn't even do the. Um, I know my friends have had rigs and stuff of that nature, and that's cool, but it wasn't my thing. But um. You know, Jewel had a big wave, and you know, on paper, they're 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 you know, they say, "Hey, we we aren't selling to children." You know, look, like we we aren't doing that. But I definitely remember the campaign that they were trying to make Jewel act like it was like something that was supposed to get you off of smoking, which is not true. Like that was clearly a fucking scam. Like that, no way. Come on, like. <laughs> They're like, well, oh, it's not as addictive. And um, what is it here? They say um, the company also misrepresented that its product was a smoking ces cessation device, which is something to get you to stop doing um, the thing. So it was something that's supposed to get you off smoking, which is like their thing was like, yeah, it'll get you to stop smoking um, those nasty cigarettes. And it's like. And it tastes pretty good, too. Like, it's just like, come on, man. Like, it's just, you just want me to do the new digital smoke. Like, whatever. Like, that's the way I looked at it. Yeah, big clouds are cool. Vape niche. But, like, I'm all right. Like, <laughs> but it wasn't all right, apparently, to um, um, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. And um, so, yeah, they get, they're getting the whammy for that. It's kind of coming home to roost. Um, let's see here. Let's see here. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it really, and I don't know if you've noticed this too, but a lot of the truth commercials have shifted from the focus being on cigarettes and now it's like focusing on the, the harms of vaping. Um, I know I've seen like some commercials on the girl who lost her vape and then she can't get on the bus anymore. Um, and I'm like, damn, like, that's that's a cold-ass motherfucking gym teacher. He's like, get on the bus. You go, I'm leaving y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> I just could like, wait, motherfucker, don't you got to do a head count? <laughs> I thought that's how schools work. Um, 
Then there is another commercial I saw about uh, vaping. They have this kid. I guess he's like a little photographer, a little shutterbug. And he's talking about like how um, he liked to smoke or liked to vape to like feel cool. And but then he couldn't feel cool or calm or whatever without it. And he was like, I'm, I was stuck in the vape. That, that's when the vaping cycle started. I was like, okay, I don't know. I, I know I'm like kind of down because these things always just sound corny. And I'm like, whatever. But um, definitely, though, you definitely don't want to sell these things to kids. I know they've also talked to you about how the packaging was um a bad thing because it, it just looked like it was appealing. Like, and it's like, well, that I understand, right? Like, you want to make these things look and taste good, right? That's kind of the point. But I guess the idea is, like, it's too attractive to children. So that's a thing. I don't know. I don't have kids. So that doesn't get triggered in me. And that kind of goes over my head. But um, that's what I got for the day. That's that's the podcast. That's the news, if you will. I'm sure there's obviously tons of other stuff going on there. But that's what I wanted to cover. That's what I got. Uh, quick shill, real quick. Uh, Patreon.com plus Isaiah News. Uh, every $5 donation is super sweet, super great. I love it. Gets you uh, a little package deal. Gets you Discord access. Gets you a shout-out once a month on the pod. Uh, also, if you want me to talk or cover some news specifics, I can get into that. I like doing that. Um, there's a free way to hit me up, too. Uh, let's see. IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. I think that works. I'm pretty sure that's the one. And if not, you can always hop in my DM and get parasocial or just be my normal friend because we're probably friends. We're probably friends already. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I love talking. I love gabbing. I love talking about the news. I love talking to you. So feel free to do that. And uh, hopefully you have a great week. Hopefully things go your way. And um, hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.